on the heels of the most exciting weekend in the wrestling year, wrestling calendar. This is Rossi on Wrestling. I am Jason Rossi. Follow me on Twitter at Jason D. Rossi. And with me, as always, in some of the times that he's not, is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. That is Billy D at Billy D 2411. Billy, what is going on? What's up? Oh, we're changing it. Yeah. Change it up. Yeah, we just started to get used to something. Holla, holla. Yeah, we, everybody was like getting excited for it. People were waiting. I was like, right. well, yeah. holla, holla. No, no, no. You can change it up just like wrestling does to us because you never know what you're going to no, get. No, no, no. Wrestling doesn't really change up their characters that often, especially the new WWE. Oh, I like In that. Fact, like they get stale, like fucking week old garbage. Oh, oh, that wow. probably stinks more. Like, steal, like, we go cookies left open. Yeah, well, we, 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 me, uh, Din and I were talking about something. Which, we were talking about breath. And would you say it's, like, hot garbage or trash? Hot trash. Or maybe it's, like, hot trash. But anyways, this is Rossi on Wrestling. We have ourselves kind of just a grab bag. Listen, it was WrestleMania week. We're not going to do our usual, like, news and all that because... You already had a lot of wrestling the last... 80 something Let's just hours, say a week uh, from when you listen to this, unless you're listening is way in the 96 future. 96 hours. Yeah, the past week has just been, you've been inundated from all the stuff from Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, all these companies that you may pay attention to or not. You saw a lot of it probably on social media. To just WWE programming and alone, there was three, three hours, hours-ish of NXT. Three hours of NXT. Seven to eight hours well, of WrestleMania. Well, let's go Hall of Fame. Was, I think, actual wrestling, half, though. Oh, actual wrestling. So, so you had... Seven and a half hours on... Well, technically, I think the pre-show matches started at like 5.30, so we'll, we'll just call, say seven. We'll, we'll go seven. Then NXT, ten. So Raw, ten. Raw, three. Three. Smackdown, two. So 15 hours. 15 hours and what? That's a four four days. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, four-year-old... Maybe that's a little extreme. 14-year-old Jason Rossi would love it. Mm, I don't know. I don't. Please, back then, I died. I used to cry when Raw was over and think, yeah. like, I, I, Billy, when if I you have that kid, much of anything, it's not a good thing. But when I was a kid, of the market, that's what they're doing. You're 100% Listen right. To Mark but Cuban. When I was a kid, I wanted so, I used to walk, the reason I'm an encyclopedia, or at least for a long time, I re- literally, it was like a sickness. I was like Rain Man with wrestling, is because I would watch Raw live, I tape it on a v- VHS, then ne- all that week, I just rewatched the VHSs. That's well, like yeah. all I did. It's like listening to your favorite song. Like I'll go back yeah. and listen to my favorite songs. I'll even watch what would some that of my be? favorite. You, what would you say your favorite song of all time? Oh, is? I know like my top five off the top of my head. It's oh, okay. Your Love by the Outfield. Okay. Number two is. Oh, number two. We're going backwards. Counting all right. Well, so number. No, it's, it's fine. All right. Number five is Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Number four is Migo Stir Fry. This is your number four song of all time. You know what? No judgment yeah. here. Go number ahead. three is Drop It Like It's Hot. Number two is Back That Thing Up. Not back that ass up. Oh, you're more of a back that thing up. I well, you because only in the music video does it have, uh, like, the back that ass up music video does it have taken over for the 99 and the 2000. If you want to find it on Apple, Spotify, or any of that stuff, you have to get back that thing up to get that part, which is the best oh, part. Oh, so of they the don't song. have the. On back the that 99 and 2000. They don't have that on. So your, they just have the. Dun, 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 yep. dun. Oh, okay. And then what's number one? Your Love by the Outfield. That is the most. Interesting five songs I think you would put. There was it, it, the only thing you're missing to make it like probably the most eclectic is just something old, like something like historically like a Little Richard or something from the 60s or 70s. I'm sure you could fit one in, but I'm just saying to me it's very. Amigo um, Surfry though is a top five song for you of all time. It has staying power right now. I love it. All right, hey, listen, recent anyone device, who can... sings their old back like their own backing vocals the whole time, like anybody who's their own hype man, like that whole just like the way they do the. Or like Popeye, like DMX, yeah. like DMX oh. being his own hype man, 50 Cent, like that. DMX like, is on another level. When you have just like hype after every bit of lyric, it to me it's the best part of rap. 
It might be the only good part of rap. No, there's plenty of rap. Well, no, there is good rap, but I mean the part of rap that I think you could, like in today's game, I think it's tough to oh, find. Oh, today's reign? That's probably the best part. Yeah. So uh, back <laughs> to the wrestling side of it. Uh, no rap gimmicks. Oh, wait. There was one. This oh, Doctor of Thugonomics, baby. Which? Word life. We'll get into, you well, know. That, my, that might be my gimmick, word life. That's not bad. You should just do, you should start off with like those slow plotting raps, like lines. Because <laughs> that's the thing about John Cena. It's not meant to be good. And we'll get into this in a second, but... Okay, so WrestleMania weekend, I was there in person experiencing all the events we'll be talking about. Aside from SmackDown Live, I was not there. I, 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 we had to cut the uh, um, un, unlimited funds the at some point. Short. Well, just the funds, dude. It, it, it runs out on you. And you were viewing from home or with friends, and you, you know you watched all of WrestleMania. Yeah, they were friends I was watching with. Um, we watched loose, it. Loose term we watched friends? in the same city we're currently in right now. Okay. We'll give it away. Yeah, please don't. Uh, seven hours is a long time. We started at my house drove up to this area oh really yeah and so you I watch it in say, two different locations like wrestlemania yeah, 2 you can you could have watched it in six you could have you could have flown across the country and watched the <laughs> beginning and the end of fucking this show that is insane that is true you, you could have saw have. i think the first match was the cruiserweight championship the kickoff at like 5 30 yep you could have watched tony nice win and by the time you dropped down in fucking you could have seen the beginning in the whole women's championship match yeah isn't that fucking wild? You could have got your bags. You could have fucking... <laughs> you could have got something to eat. Yeah, you could have taken an Uber to your yeah. destination. Like, if you can do that during an event, that's a long fucking event. I'm also going to promote one thing. Uh, so, uh, we are, you know, we emanate out of Boston. We took the train to New York. Great. What an experience. Way better than taking a plane. I'll tell you right now, if the planes could... And I, this is going to sound ridiculous. I know trains are much longer and, you know, size. But, like, the room you get in a train... It's great. It's so much room. Me and my wife, we, we, I felt like she was, like, uh, we were sitting on a love seat. That we weren't crammed in. It was so nice. The train travel, like, I, I've totally, you know, and we did a lot of train travel in New York City just on, like, their, uh, what they call, what was it even called? The, we call it the Charlie Card, MBTA. What, what is the train? Metro. Um, very British of them. But, like, even that, like, I guess I've maybe some people listening probably maybe listening on a train right now and maybe think differently, but the public transportation is as bad as I used to think it was. It's great, and the fact that the the train to New York because I've taken it to work for work to stuff in New York, and I've also flown. It's such like I would one hundred percent rather spend the extra time on the train than yeah. having to spend the time in the airport, in baggage, all that shit. It's fucking give me the train all day unless I'm going to like Vegas or like across the yeah. country. Yeah. But, like, honestly, if I go back to New York, we already said this. Like, we actually got business class. We actually, like, upgraded our, like, experience. But, like, it wasn't that expensive. It's less expensive than the flight. And, like you said, so it's a four-hour train ride. But to go from Boston, New York, if you're getting the plane, yeah, the plane ride's, what, 38 minutes, 40 minutes. But, like you said, you have to be there certain You early. sit in the plane 30 minutes yes. on, before it starts. Then you sit in it 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a wash kind of at the end. I bet oh, you it's a three-hour experience, one, four, or another, and you don't have to stress. But, anyways, back to wrestling. Right, um, we might not talk wrestling. All we podcast. told you this, this is going to be we're, we're coming off a lot of wrestling oh here my God. but um, the just being in New York the experience there was incredible I think I was getting to John Cena and when the when John Cena's music hit that like after the Babe Ruth thing which was well yeah I don't just, even just do his music that would have saved us fucking five minutes yeah I didn't to be honest like till you brought it up again like a lot of things are so hazy to me and I rewatch Wrestlemania aside from one match um, and I've yet to see this match and I don't think I'll watch this match but we can play that game in a second we'll have a couple games for you um, but when John Cena came out the crowd was ridiculously hot like they loved it and why not it was one smart. of the best super times, uh, the super times, yeah. superstars of all time, and he cut a great promo, like you yes. said, 
self-deprecating. He just knows how to work the crowd. I really wish Elias would have got more shine in the segment. To me, that's the biggest problem with Elias right now. They're just chopping him, chopping him, chopping him, chopping him down. And I'll take a drink right now. Uh Oh. Well, you you have to say it first before you drink. Uh, Is that a preemptive drink? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's a preemptive drink. The Jabernaka said, like, you know... Uh, the Rock is one of the greatest promos of all time, but really when you look at it, he's not that great because he always cut down the opponent. Paul Heyman always kind of builds him up, then chops him down. Yep. Just to give like, it is after a while, once you see somebody get beat down and beat down and beat down, it's like, all right, this guy's kind of worthless. Yeah, but I think with they, their assessment of The Rock, I, he's by far still a better promo than most people. You don't have to build the other guy up to make it a good promo. The way his style was really good. And I thought, but going to John But Cena, you want to build up both guys or otherwise nobody but that was the rock that wasn't the rock well the rock was also getting in a match i think the thing yeah. with elias is he hasn't been i couldn't tell you the last match he fought after jeff jarrett i don't know if he's been in a match in two months i don't think he has and, and that's the thing that i fucking hate and people are like oh elias can't wrestle and i say it all the time here i don't know can he yeah honestly i haven't seen it in so long he might have got he might be the best wrestler in the company <laughs> the the only time i can honestly remember a match with him that i saw live was with you at nxt when he was the one who fought shinsuke nakamura on that tour yeah. That was like the early Shinsuke tour. This is the night Samoa Joe beat Finn Balor for the title in Lowell, Massachusetts. I remember him wrestling the guy who looked exactly like fucking... Uh, oh, Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins a couple for times. For an Intercontinental Championship match on a pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, that, that's another thing. He doesn't have a distinct look. Like, he's got to change. Anyways, but the point... John Cena. John Cena, great work. Comes out, crowd just eats it up. He's wearing a Yankees jersey, which is another funny thing, being at WrestleMania and being at Barclays for the event. People will say Brooklyn. People will say New York. 90% of the people are from somewhere else. This is a melting pot, oh, yeah. you know, type of event where people are coming overseas, people are trying from everywhere. So I think it's always funny when they're trying to talk down the city. It's like, no, that, he should just say all of you. Like, you don't have to say yeah, anything. The unwashed masses, the yes. freaks, like you were calling them before. The freaks, those are our fans. fans. Those are our listening. By the way, I tried to find freaks. Yeah, I got to go to WrestleCon next year because Do access. they have that at WrestleMania? Yeah, so WrestleCon is somewhere in the same area. We were trying to find it, but I wasn't spending any more money at this point. But uh, going to access, like, you don't get the freaks. You get some odd ducks. Like, people, like, what I should have done, and we look back and probably in shame, my wife, I blame her for not being more of a um, content provider, but we should have filmed the people doing the entrances, because you can do your own entrance, Ooh. and one kid, I should have done it, we, there were short lines, uh, but one kid, and this is totally me being you a You to jerk. pick your music? Hey, you pick everything. One kid did the Seth Rollins theme. Oh, like, so you just yeah, like the way it starts, and you're like, oh, and he just walked right down, just walked straight, <laughs> went right by, and uh, before Burn It Down even hit, just walked right. You no, know, he held his title in the air and just walked straight, like a straight line right to the, like where the camera area is. Oh, that's great. It's actually a really fun thing. And then like one, girl, there was people dressed like cosplay and as Bellas who looked just like the Bellas and did a good job. Yeah, uh, Bellas better looking, but um, it's gonna be hard. But uh, there was some other it. ones. Um, I'm trying to think of one other one that stood out that they did a good oh, job that's fucking with. Great. Oh, there was somebody came out to Ric Flair's. I think they were trying to be funny. They were all macho man, like <laughs> geared up, but came out to Ric Flair. It was funny. Like it that that was like the only thing though at Access that you see that aside from you know people just waiting in line to get autographs and stuff. But there wasn't as much like outgoing like fandom or cosplay that you probably get at a WrestleCon. Those are the people I should be talking to. That's so next year, though, I figured they would have been all over the place. But I also They're went. Always in what time line. did I, we went? Sunday morning, eight to twelve. That was the session we went to. So maybe also I didn't get the. Those are people sleeping. Maybe they were at some of the events the night before. But, um, but like I said, we'll ping pong around here a little bit. Let's just quickly go to NXT. No, oh, it was great. What a show! And 
talked to a friend of the podcast. He always listen. I think he always listens. Zach. Yep. He said they have the formula. They know how to put on a good show. NXT was a delight. It was. It was a delight. Uh, it I'm, was enjoyable. It might be a time. I might call in the, a third person, not my calf for once. But uh, let's start off. So you had War Raiders, or as now Keith from Dork Podcast calls them uh, the War, War Pigs. Pigs. And I can't not call them that now. Versus Ricochet and Aleister Black in the match you didn't know you wanted. It was but fucking unbelievable. Great. Fun. Like, that is fun wrestling. The guys are doing all the moves. At one point, I think they Ricochet. They were trying to top each other. Those fucking War Raider guys were doing moves I couldn't believe. The flips outside of the it's ring. Crazy. All that stuff. And it's like, and everyone always says like, oh, like I think of the Ascension. Like, when the Ascension were in NXT, they were excellent. They were dominant. They, they were, they were they good were, they workers. Were, they were bruisers. Yes. And they knew how to book them like bruisers. And people will always say, oh, these guys suck now. And they just become jobbers. And maybe that was the plan for them originally, but they were a dominant, believable, great tag team. Yeah. And you know how that happens? Because they won matches. They won big, important matches. And they well, also had promos. They also yes. had squash matches. They also had a week where they weren't on TV. So you well, that's you just nailed what I was gonna say. But the thing with War Raiders or even Alistair Black and and, and Ricochet, ninety percent of NXT. The reason it's so good is because you don't get oversaturated with them so when you see them they feel special this is everything why the independents are the way they are like if AEW does eventually get a weekly television program it's going to be very fascinating how they decide to program it because what's cool about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks the reason I think people like gravitate towards them is because you could turn on Access TV and watch New Japan Pro Wrestling and you're not going to see either one of them one week you'll see them the next week and not see them for three they're weeks they're cooler they're unknown like they're, you don't you see, them, see them, as them they're not overexposed yes and that's the thing with wrestling or Raw and Smackdown you're already seeing it Alistair Black and Ricochet just look at it today they fought on Monday before Raw. Yeah, they lost three times. They lost that title days. match. I don't believe, I could be wrong if they were on SmackDown or not last week. They fought yeah, NXT against the War Pigs. They fought at WrestleMania in the four-way. They fought on Raw against Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, which was an awesome match again. And the crowd was pieces of turds during that point. But remind me to... I think they fought before, too. Well, and then they fought on SmackDown against... No, no, no. I mean, like, they've, they've wrestled that match out two or three times. Oh, have they? That yeah. I don't remember that one specifically, but I just thought it was a great match. And finally, maybe we'll get a little something out of that division they're trying to no. build. Well, Bobby Roode kind bring of the Usos, maybe. Well, yeah, Superstar Shake-Up, which we'll talk about as well. But um, but NXT, so anyways, the, caught off great tag match. Everyone wants to overblow how great it was. You can't. You, it could be it the best legit match ever saw. It could be, every time I saw a move, I was like, all right, that's the end of the match. All right, that's the end of the match. All right, that's the end of the match. It was legit. It was bananas. Tag team warfare. And that's what I want them to like. I want to give that to WWE. So I'm calling them tag team matches. Tag team warfare. Because when two teams, those uh, were. T- that's like the buzzwords that I can't stand. Well, that's what I'm all about here. I'll yeah. throw the buzzwords at I you. I fucking hate it. And guess what? Synergy. We're giving content. Yeah, synergy. flow. <laughs> All that shit. Um, but no. we, we are... Um, but, but, we, but the reason I like it is because it looked like Aleister Black and Ricochet were... Like, did, there was no pinfall that one of them didn't try to interrupt. Warpig, same thing. They never was a pinfall that the other one didn't try to jump in on. I hate when I watch a match... It felt like the match mattered to them. Yeah, and when I hate when I watch a tag team match, and it's one, two, and the other guy just standing on the rope like this. Like, there, you should always be, like, anticipating, I, we do not want that to lose. So, I don't watch NXT as much as I should, because definitely now I'm gonna, because I was like, yeah, and you even said it, like, ah, maybe I'll sell my tickets to this. Like, this this was fucking As soon as Tommaso Ciampa was hurt, I said, I don't know if I'm gonna want to go, and I'm so thankful I did not continue the that. The characters part. are built better, but even if you didn't watch the build-up, you could just watch these matches. They told the story in the ring. In the ring. Velveteen Dreams match was... The whole match was great. The last seven minutes were a master's class and like, it's Uso-esque. They, everything felt like the end of the match. They didn't hit 
maybe one, they hit like one or two finishers and like they sold in submissions the way I would sell if I was in a submission like I'm gonna panic and try to get to the fucking rope you know what I mean it, everything made sense the the double the suplex off the second rope from the inside of the out thought he killed him even still it was great everything like about that match it was just brilliantly worked out Velveteen Dream does a better Hulk Hogan than Hulk Hogan and not obviously the wrestling he's a way better athlete but the way he did the you and like everything about it was just legitimately sold and beautiful. It was crazy how much I was into that match. Bill, I'm glad you asked me that question. What question? <laughs> what was my favorite match of the entire experience? Velveteen Dream, Matt Riddle, to- and here's why. Now we'll get into Gargano and in, in, in Adam Cole, baby. But I will say that that match was just so good. It was the point of the. There was points there in that match that I really did, and this never, this rarely happens, that I just didn't want to see it end. Yes. I was like, just keep going, guys. Like you're doing such. So, like I'm so invested in. And to me, there was a couple coming out parties. I know I texted you at one point, but this really was to me was the Matt Riddle coming out party. It was. He looks great. He. You kind of still like question like, is he really a good wrestler or is he just kind of this weird character? I'm still not a big fan of the bro gimmick thing. I am now. It's, I love. Well, this now match. it just shows how it. good he is. Even the end of the match. They did the handshake thing different than we've seen it done in a while, and it was great. I was like, is he going to... Like, I didn't know if Velveteen was going to give him the credit, and I was like, I was like, this guy wanted me over. Give bump. him the it was a fist bump. Give him the fist bump. Yeah. I was like, I want you to give it to him, and then he gave it to him. I was like, this is great. It was, and because you know what? You don't... It doesn't. Things don't always need to be black and white. Things don't always have to be evil and good guy. It can be, like, competitive Shades action. What Steve I saw, Austin in the 90s. And it's what I easy. saw there, it was simply competitive. Both of them wanted the title really bad, because the title meant something to both of them. They want to be champions, and I think that is is where all wrestling stems from. You want to be the best. If you can tie in the whole joke, like what Bobby Roode used to say, where if you're the champion, there's more money. There's still way too many belts. The last thing I'll say about this match, the United, another great question, Bill. I appreciate you asking. The North American championship belt is the best belt in WWE. Look-wise? Everything about, yeah, look, the strap being a different color, it is just a beautiful looking belt. Like we saw the cruiserweight belt. Nah, that one's a little, looks like a toy. I like it. No, that's fine. I, that Intercontinental I love, and this in the in the North American just looks different and looks like prestigious. It looks cool. Yeah, it doesn't look like everything else. And but. the other thing, if you follow Velveteen Dream on social media, he was cutting promos on guys coming behind the curtain at WrestleMania. Like, Buddy Murphy came back and was like, this guy wasn't ready for the main stage. Like, oh, really? Like, yeah, he was like making fun of him that he lost a championship at WrestleMania. And Buddy Murphy was like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Like See, that, that's great because that, guy, that was a big thing. That's it. He used to do every Monday night after Raw, he would, yeah, would tweet, tweet stuff out. Some shit. Yeah, he'd be like, he'd be like, that was a real crap show. Yeah. It's like, that's really funny. Like, obviously, that's not good probably in some cases, but take chances, man. And, you know, he's he seems like he's in a potential position of almost being untouchable. Like, you know, speaking about John Cena, Thugonomics, but he is one of those guys, and we were talking about it. Maybe we should just bring it up now. The thing you were saying about Elias. Yeah. Where Miz gave him the yeah, advice so- of... Elias Just sell every little thing. Yeah, Elias is a very frustrated person. He was on the podcast uh, two weeks ago, whatever. And you can listen. Like I asked him, like, does he want to be in matches? And he says yes. And then he was in another interview where he was asked a similar question, and but basically said he got advice from the Miz, where it just said basically look at the Miz's go back ten years ago, actually maybe almost more now. But the Miz was literally just a guy who came out and did goofy things with like diva search or you know entertainment segments, and he probably was frustrated just like Elias is now. They wasn't in matches and feuds, and he just said when you have the opportunity to be on camera, just sell like your facial expressions, the way you say things, and just hang in there because it will all come around. And look at Elias, as much as people are saying, oh, my WrestleMania. He had a spot that probably lasted 15 minutes and then included John Cena. 
the night after WrestleMania, when the most odds are probably, they probably have the highest ratings, the freaking Undertaker with him. Regardless of what you think of what the Undertaker is, that shows what the company thinks of what Elias is doing. It just... It works on all levels in any industry, and this is why wrestling pisses me off, because you hear the people at the top talk about it. They act like it's a different thing. No, it's not. That philosophy works in anything. Take a crumb and make it a meal. You saw Nikki Cross do it. She chews the oh. scenery every time she's on TV. But during the Kofi match, she's right. like, Kofi, Kofi. Oh. I think that's her whatever. I something. fucking love her. She's and she was great, great to start the Battle Royal. But, like, in anything. Like, if you get handed something shitty at work, and then, like, they don't expect anything out of it, and you turn it into something great, just take whatever you get and make it great yeah. until you're at the top and that's what i see the velvetrine dream doing that's what elias is doing i really would love elias to do something yeah i think you're gonna get it i do think because eventually it's gonna turn for him and we'll see that's when really put you know put up or shut up um and then just quickly go through nxt just because you know i think it's the least talked about great we'll get to that walter versus pete dunn was just a like two guys just smashing the crap out of each other. And the Walter entrance, give me that all day long. <laughs> you really I think you said it last week was great. It's William Regal, Ludwig Vorga smashed together in a more British way. He uh, is just Brit- he just reeks of British. Yeah, I bet you his breath smells too. So he um was I liked him a lot. Coming into it, I was looking forward to seeing him in person. He's known as like the destroyer and him and Pete Dunn just put on a barn burner of a match. An old school classic. Yes, and I think it's a match personally that probably went too long i think they did but it didn't feel like well it felt a little long but i feel like they probably went past their time because then came the women's match which it didn't feel as long as wrestlemania well nothing feels as long as wrestlemania especially (laughs) on my sex life but the uh women's (laughs) four-way was was uh she just looked at like yeah yeah she's in the background all right shut up and talk anyway so the women's four-way i was disappointed in I just never felt like it got to that next level, but I will say, I'm not the tag mad. match. No, oh, the women. Oh, oh. The Bianca Bianca Belair has been someone Stud. I've been under. Like I've been like, mm. when she finally had her showcase match at at Takeover was Phoenix, I, didn't, like I was, wasn't impressed by her work. This match, I was impressed by her. She was in there with some like Kyrie Sane and Leo Shirai are like two of the. They go all out. They sell. Yeah, and they're, they're like great. great wrestlers, seasoned wrestlers. Kyrie Sane is just awesome. Uh, if by the way, if she's not headlining WrestleMania next year because it's on the pirate ship and everything. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, I want her storyline to start like within the next two months oh, that's of a her great quest. Idea. Just literally saying like, I want to be like she. I want her to be one of the people that like when the. I'm assuming she gets called up. Maybe if they're doing call ups. Um, they need women. If they I, need to do anything, they need to call up women. I need Kyrie Sane to say something about next year being like the. Maybe wrestling- that's the page tag team. Kyrie Sane, Leo Shaw. Yeah, I don't want that, but no. I'll be, I'll accept it. Yeah, because that's a good point because I have no idea where they're going with that. But um, I want to just see her like say something like, I want her coming out on a sh- like her entrance next year needs to be like jaw dropping. Oh, and it should be. I, like, I, think it will I need be. I need her like I want waves of water. Oh, I'm sold. I'm, I need her to be like I want her to come out and be like what the women did this year was great. I want to be there next year. And oh, yeah. she shouldn't headline, but I need her to be in a Take major my money. spot. I'm in. Yes, 100. Oh my god, I'm already getting excited for it. Yeah. And they'll drop the ball. She'll probably quit the wrestling by that point. The best thing that happened for the women on WrestleMania? Yeah, Iconics. Iconic. That match was way better than I think anybody expected. Yeah, I know you said the crowd didn't love it. The crowd did not love it. But but I also watching with a room full of people. Yes, that was one of the most. In two matches, everybody really? was because because Bret the Hitman Hart came out. Bret the Hitman Hart <laughs> came out. That might have piqued people's interest, but the wrestling was crisp and smooth throughout the whole match. Yeah, that was. And it was different. You know why? You know who wasn't in the match all that much? Fucking the Tamina. Two, yeah, the Tamina fool. Tamina. Uh, nah, I don't mean to be that mean, but she just she's no, she's not good. She's just not bad. good. 
it's like with all due respect, she should just be like the hot tag, come in and juice a splash and get out of the ring because she's gonna kill somebody. And Sasha Banks almost died for the nine hundredth time in the ring yeah. during this match. She's gonna kill somebody or herself. Um, but just the, so the women's match next was fine, and then you had the main event with Adam Cole, Bebe versus Johnny Gargano, which the first two falls, I get it. It was a little like, okay, we'll get, let's get there. Once the second fall and it's 1-1, being in that crowd, I have not felt that way about a wrestler in a long time. About Gargano? About Gargano. Being in the arena, like I felt that, like Daniel Bryan's like my current favorite wrestler and I felt that way at WrestleMania 30. But like being there and, and my wife could attest this is the first time being with her at all these wrestling events that I saw her stand up and she looks at me and she goes, I just want Johnny wrestling to win. Because he and, and ha- like, he's charisma. He And he just has that look. And that's why, unfortunately, with all the storytelling, that kind of had to get fast forwarded with Ciampa's injury. Like, him turning heel, like now was a misstep, but it's only because there was going to be a longer story for it. But man, when you watch that guy and you saw the way the crowd wanted him to win, and then when Undisputed Era came out, then there was like all the, you know, nefarious things. The crowd wanted Gargano to win so bad, but at the same time, they were all smarky and love Adam Cole. It made for such great atmosphere, but to see Gargano... Because he kind of had to earn the crowd, and even yes. Zach brought that up, that like, this is kind of like the way he is, and this is the way his character is, that he kind of has to earn the respect of the crowd. And he does, because... Like Chad Gable and like Daniel Bryan and like some of the smaller wrestlers, they just ooze that charisma at the moment they come out, the way they wrestle, the way they give their body. It, it, it's kind of undescribable, but you know it when you see it. You yeah. know what I mean? He just has it. Yeah, he has the it factor. That's the best yeah. way to put it. So that's, we spend, I think, a lot of time here with NXT, but a lot of the WrestleMania well, stuff. That was, what was good. It, and honestly, that's what it was. And it was the longest NXT pay-per-view to date. what, three hours? Three hours and 17 minutes. And even that, I was kind of like, because the women's, like, I was like, oh, but five, five matches, all for their, all their titles, just great. It was delightful. Just really, really good watch. I couldn't recommend it enough. And, you know, you can think I'm wrong. You can give us feedback. Maybe the, you thought the women's match was outstanding. I do like Shayna Baszler keeping her title. More important than that, I love Shayna Baszler's theme. That's just rocking. I don't think I heard it. I probably skipped it. Oh, I don't man, think I've ever heard it. Oh, I, I was like, the, hum- like the way I always feel like a theme's good in my head is when I'm humming it when I leave. So we're on the train. I'm humming that. You know, oddly enough, after leaving WrestleMania, you know what theme was in my head? Did they play Lana's theme? No, that's a good one. <laughs> Lacey Evans' theme. Has, yeah, it's a great theme. Oh my god, it is now like I'm singing it half the time around the house, but also because she made a good impact on Robin. Just let's ping pong around a little bit here. WrestleMania start off the show. I thought it was really cool. You had... What was the start of the show? Becky... Yolanda Adams oversinging the national anthem. Then oh. you had Becky Lynch come out. I'm sorry, Becky Lynch. You had Alexa Bliss. Oh, boo the, sna- the snap, the fingers, uh, Thanos, Hulk Hogan comes out, which was funny. I boot to start just because I needed to get out of the way. But then I saw... I'll be honest. This is true. I saw a bunch of black people around me cheering for him. So I said... All right. Just because somebody else does something doesn't make it right. I know, but I feel like he's a, he's still a turd. Like Tolkien's still a turd. But him returning and the other thing His I did Hall see Hall of Fame speech for Brutus too. Was like, oh, I didn't see that. He was talking about himself, like when he introduced him the entire time. You can say what you want about Bret Hart being a miserable like the, like there's not a big O egomaniac than Hulk Hogan. I don't think like ever in, in wrestling history. Oh yeah. He's, it's all about him. So, um, but he, you know, he comes Triple out, H. and then as that promotes, when Paul Heyman started jotting his way down. No, see, I think Triple H will, will his legacy's turning now because of NXT. By the way, another shout out to Zach. He called it. Everybody was like, "What do you think the first match is?" He's like, 
Well, Brock Lesnar's not going on last. It's going to be first. I was like, really? He's like, yep. Yeah, like, my prediction, I was selling people around me. Like, hey, they're like, oh, he's I'm like, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Because it's the only way he's not getting booed. Guy next to me, like, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. It's the only way he's, I'm like, you're right. This guy, he thinks it's going to be Roman Reigns. Yeah, and no, everyone's, like, everyone's like, oh, that's a good call. And then Paul Heyman beelined down. And what I said in the beginning was, oh, this is a Monday Night Raw vibe to it. Because I didn't think it was going to be the match. It was I'm like, great. what's he doing? And it was a great line. If we're not going to be on last, we're getting out of here, hopping a plane to Vegas, we'll be done. I was like, that's great. Brock Lesnar comes out. You know what? If he got on the plane, he might have made it there. I'm being honest with you. So that was at what? 7 o'clock. That match probably, well, 7, let's just say it was all wrapped up by 7.30. Yeah. He gets on a plane to Vegas from New York. What's that? A four and a half hour, five hour flight? No, it's like six. But if it's in a private plane, <laughs> oh, well, you know it's a private plane. Yeah, he, he probably got there in four hours. He was eating shrimp cocktail, watching Becky lunch. But he, uh, I just thought that was a cool way, great way to start the night. You know, you can think what you want about the outcome, how they did it, the low blow, dick kicking, d- dick punching, and then three curbs on. The only disappointment I had was I wanted him to, to to tune up the band. I wanted to burn it down. I think it would have yeah. been cool for the crowd, but it also made it kind of more realistic because he's just like, I gotta just wipe this guy out, and he did it. It was good. And he's, you know I what they didn't it. show on TV, by the way, that I saw? And when the crowd went popped like maniacs, he spun the belt. No, they showed it. No, I watched it back. I it, saw it on TV. I saw it on TV. You're lying. No, I did. It was on social media, maybe? No, I saw him doing it at the top of the ramp. Or maybe I missed that part when I rewatched. But I, I like that part, I was like, spin it. Spin that son of a bitch. Like, that's your thing, Seth. And yeah. he did it. And I went nuts. The crowd actually popped for that. Um, AJ versus Randy Orton. It was which pretty good. I thought was a much better match being there. Everyone's screaming about lights. Yeah, no, he stole the show back on TV. He, like, saw yeah, the crowd he, was going nuts. And then, like, he did something to, like... He basically hey, like, yeah, yeah, he, he almost did like a, yeah, you, you like, yeah. everyone's booing. Me. Basically, long story short of this, if you haven't Too heard late. already, there was lights on in the crowd, which they do every Raw, every SmackDown, everything, there's lights in the crowd. It was blinding some people so they couldn't see. I was in an area full of dumb smarks who were chanting. There was this dweeb behind me who I, well, pray to God that he hears this, even though there's no chance in hell, but he was chanting, shut the lights, shut the... I was two seats to the right of him, one row in front of him. I could see perfectly. There was a big jumbotron ahead of me. Looking down straight was the ring. We were in like load sheeting. This kid was just trying to I be feel like, like I'm there. A lot of people, yeah, you were just a little cold though, much colder than I expected. Yeah, and uh, forty degrees. Yeah, I was wearing a t-shirt like a moron. Um, but these. This kid, I was like, just shut up, buddy. Like, because it really started to aggravate me and it kind of ruined the match for me oh, a yeah. little bit. But AJ gets the win there, which I found interesting. I thought Orton was going to win that match. Well, AJ, AJ he won everything but the first WrestleMania, right? He lost, he to, lost Jericho. to Jericho. Yeah, and then beat Shane, beat, yeah. So he's on a three three WrestleMania win streak. streak. Yeah, well, he's got that new shiny contract. We don't have to go through the whole card, but I'll, I'll give you a quick couple experiences from me being there. After that, it was the Usos four-way. That was a break for me. I needed a break. Yeah. So we'd already been there for I got f- it. three hours. And then Shane and Miz didn't see that either. We stayed we stayed in break mode because not that I was against it, but I'm just like, we still have to pace yourself. That's a problem with WrestleMania. And, you know, I think you can see. I mean, that's a match break. that I think was pretty good. It was, it was fun. It's exciting. I don't know. Shane going over is interesting, but that just means we're going to I mean, the way more. they did it, like he did the final move, but yes. Shane got the pin. I, at least it's a good way to keep a story going. It's just a story I don't want to keep going. <laughs> so then... I missed then they they got into like some of the better action. You got Kofi Kings versus Daniel Bryan, but quickly to talk about that match, 
it really may be like one of those like top ten, not just because the outcome. The outcome obviously helps. It was a great top ten Russell, like WrestleMania match. So some of the ones that pop off the top of your head when people talk about WrestleMania matches, we talk about main events, but like Shawn Michaels Undertaker, Brett versus Owen, Stone Cold versus Brett, Triple H Daniel Bryan, um, for me Jericho versus Jericho Michaels. Michaels was nineteen. A great match. This is up there because oh, this yeah. match was damn. Good. It had excitement. It had build. The match actually was wrestled well. It just shows again, like I already, I think we all know, like Dan Bryan's one of the best wrestlers like of all time. Definitely in the current regime. But like Kofi Kingston has never been one to sneeze at, and putting those together, especially the first time you really saw them one on one in an actual start to finish match, it was just excellent. Like these guys just you could when see you they give both- good wrestlers time on a big spot. I mean, they can do great things, and they clearly did. It it probably didn't top many of the NXT matches to be quite honest, but it was. I damn think it's also fine. due to many reasons. Two and a half hours into a card, it's a you know wrestling. Well, that's the other thing too. The crowd can make something great in smaller venues. Make yes, it for better sound. It does, but- especially because they're hot. The crowd, and that's the first thing everyone sees is that NXT event. Yeah. Like that was the first thing of the weekend. So that, oh, like everyone's just it sets a high bar and they usually don't live up to it. This match did though; it was great. And we were talking about this before the podcast. He's a relatable character. It's a relatable story. Yeah, it was even, told well. Even Daniel Bryan, like as the bad guy, like it wasn't one of those like he's a bad guy that you can see in real life. This guy yes. sucks. He talks about the fucking environment all the time. I love the environment, but not people like him. Yeah, and it's great. And the both of them in like the B plus player, the story it was really well done. And I just thought my hat is off to both of them, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, and then the the celebration. Like again, to reference my wife, like oh his little kid that was fucking throwing the t shirts like it was kids. the man. Like, you have Big E in there. You have Xavier Woods. There was just so much great celebration. They bring back the old title, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I didn't see it. But I guess when they brought... They set up the table. They showed the audience. Like, there were some people on social media taking pictures that showed the title there. Well, yeah. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. And I... Well, they kind of the old title, why would it be there? In case he wins. That's a good point. Like, I don't know why they hid that fact. Well, it's because like, they, they showed it real quick by accident, and then they never went back to that. Well, they showed, like, because then they put the cloth hemp over. one over it. But too. just to say, like, this title's out here in case Kofi wins, because yeah. we don't That was like what Big E did with that gift. So I didn't yeah. know what was going on. I saw it, but on TV, he's like, if you win, man, I got something for you. And that's why a lot of people thought there'd be a heel turn, which, to quickly go on that, thank God there wasn't a heel either. turn. Not there. I get it could happen if At you want to. At this wanna, point, I'm with you. Never. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I want to see healthy competition. I want to see the three of them potentially in the three way, whether it's this pay per view, the next pay per view. It may be genius if it is at Money in the Bank. Because say they split them up, maybe, let's say in Shubasar Shakeup, that's a perfect way to be like, let's wrap it. That's what they did with the Shield. They did the Shield three way in a throwaway battleground pay per view that no one remembers, but it was in because of the brand split. And you knew these guys all weren't going to be there again. I think if you want to break them up, you could do it now, but I wouldn't do it in any sort of heel turn. No. And then it would be cool, like, you could do a Money in the Bank if one of them wins it, where it's like, here, I'm cashing this in at the next pay-per-view. May the best man win. That would be cool, too. Like, I like that. Like, there's so many things they can do with the, a break or a, a, a divide or, or, yeah. or the, the, the splitting of New Day that doesn't have to be, like, somebody hitting each other with a chair or turning vicious. But going back to that scene with Kofi and his kids... I'll that talk little about kid emotions. going nuts, yes. just on in the moment, like that was and, great. And let's just get down to it. This is the first African-born WWE champion. We talked about before. Why hasn't there been a black champion? Who is the first one? The Rock, yes, half black. But this is the first, like African-American WWE champion that in video history. I retweeted not too long ago. Did the you sporting watch the news. Video? Yes, people were crying. There was legit emotion for this guy because it's a real story. I we watched the video, my wife and I, the girl at the, the part of the video that Billy's talking about, Billy D twenty four eleven, go check out he I think he tweeted a thumbs up. No and, fist like, Oh fist bump. Like we're all in this. Unity? Baby? Yeah. Well just like hell yeah. 
Oh, like a who? Like who? a bro almost. Oh, like, and you were waiting, you're waiting for Kofi yeah. to, to respond. Yeah. But there was a girl at Disney in California watching this on a smartphone. Yeah. So, yeah when yeah, she yeah. went, she just starts crying. And yes. you really have to think about it. Like, this is very rare in wrestling. Like, I don't think I've ever cried when the guy I wanted to win won. Because there's never been something this like this This was the most emotion I felt. And but, usually I'll cry at the drop of a bat. Like, I'm, I don't know if you've heard Mike Felger, the way he says, like, he'll get worked up at a good national anthem. I get worked up at a good national anthem. I cried twice during the fucking Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. Like, yes. I was This not, is what yeah. your thing is, though. This yeah. is your, like, wrestling is for, like, people like us and people listening. This is what we love. There was genuine emotion in the room when he won where I was watching. Like, legit, like, people were excited and, like, well, happy. And to express the room I was in? People were going nuts. Yeah. MetLife Stadium was just so happy. Because I think the thing is, whether you are, you know, black, white, whatever, there was just that, like, thing when you looked at it, like, this guy, regardless of skin color and stuff, has been doing this for so long at such a high level, and you never have heard a word about him bad. So, to me, this is the thing that you really need to dig in here. And we, like, this is what they need to get at. They earned the moment. like. Yeah. As a show, the build-up was great, and the character earned it. You earned the audience's time. You yep. earned their respect. They were interested. And it worked so well because the guy who was in that spot, what we say all the time on this podcast, is that they just turned the character that he really is in real life, turned it up to 11, and brought it to life. Yep. And then he really earned it. There was so much to that story that when it happened, you were like, this is fucking great. Like, I totally, like, this guy's worked hard. He deserves it. They told the story correctly, and now it's playing out in front of me. And the thing that, again, this is why I credit Dale Bryan for being one of the best wrestlers of all time, especially now. First one-on-one match in five years at WrestleMania. <clears throat> this guy, you could see, he knew and how to, and he knew how to make Kofi look good in that uh, moment. Like, he was in that ring with Randy Orton and Batista when it happened. With all due respect to those guys, a little different. Daniel Bryan was like, we're going to make this match the best match. And I think Kofi brought his A game. Talk about two guys that have been labeled in the past as B-plus players, put on an A-plus performance. One of the best matches you'll see at a WrestleMania ever. And that is recent Everything included. Everything included. The story. story, Everything about it. It was just great. And then I'm telling you, you watch that celebration and you see guys, little kids being excited, holding championship belts, t-shirts. It felt like when you watch real sports, like after a championship, usually at a podium, whether it's Tom Brady, or you see a lot of championships, you'll see his son or one of the kids there. And it's, 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 it's endearing. It's what we want. Like one day we'll all have kids if that's what you want in your life. And you're going to want your kids to be happy for you, be there in those big moments. And to see that for somebody that you never thought this would happen for. And almost in some ways, like you really take this back. Let's go back two years and say, Hey, at WrestleMania 35, Kofi King, is going to be champion you're laughing yeah. you're thinking that's a dumb idea and that's not going to work and all three of the things i just said were all ixnade and everything worked it made total sense and i want to see it continue yeah it was great they crushed it absolutely home run just fucking killing it so I, let's just jump to the main event because oh bill another good question good thing yes yeah. so it's one match i've yet to see on wrestlemania and i won't go back to watch what is it what is what, what match do you think that is uh i don't know triple so, h no nope, triple h and <laughs> batista i watched long Get again the it. longest don't need it we it, it, it could oh. be taken out fine but hey congratulations batista thanks for all the stuff for what he's done in the past retired officially see ya. i will agree with you on this and this is you've been ahead of the curve 
That's the last match for Triple H at WrestleMania. Unless he's with the younger guy. Unless he's bringing an NXT crew, like an invasion yep. type scenario. We don't need it. Or unless so, it plays out perfectly in a scenario. You don't need it. The you, last, don't need it. you don't definitely need him to face an old man. The last time he, you ever need to face an older man was that Sting match. Because that was one of the best spectacles in WrestleMania. You didn't need it, but it worked out. Like, really well, I thought, the way they Whatever. did it. But... Daniel Bryan the year before. WrestleMania right. 32 against Roman Reigns. No. Hated it, but like at least you saw what they were trying to do in a bad situation. WrestleMania, excuse me, 33 against Seth Rollins. Great story. Yeah. Match wasn't all that good. WrestleMania 34 last year was in the best one he's done in a long time with the tag match with Stephanie, Ronda, Kurt. That was Great. a special scenario. Yes. And then this year, Terrible. Batista. Nope. No more. We're done. Thank you, Triple H. Please focus nah. on the back. No, no. I, he's he's on the laundry list of people. One time, I considered my favorite wrestler, so he will get a thanks. Yeah, he can eat S a D. Really? Yeah, and when it comes to wrestling, like okay. you're the greatest. Like if you if you're if you really are in charge of most of NXT, you're the fucking man. I love you. Just do that. Yeah, like, focus know what on your you time. don't know, and you don't know when to stay out of wrestling. Yeah, it was in tough. The ring it was a tough that. watch. Ric Flair, if he didn't come out, honestly, the crowd was so dead. And they did some really pretty spectacular things it in that was, match. Again, he can wrestle. He's a it, fine wrestler. Here's the best part. I have He's to say. a B-plus player. How, <laughs> I'll let that sit for a second. How about the match starts with Triple H with a toolbox, pulling his nose ring out, doing all these vicious things, and two minutes later, they're doing arm bars. Yeah. That's like me punching you in the face right now, and then me and you like doing a fetus Thumb wrestle? With, yes, honestly. It, that doesn't work. It's a brawl or it's not. Yeah. Like the thing with Miz and, and Shane, whatever you want to think about it, and Miz's stupid father being involved, which was kind of embarrassing, is correct escalation it, of a fight. It, exactly. It's like I want to beat the crap out of you. You want to beat the crap out of me. Let's go and make that happen. These guys are like, I'm gonna. He was gonna at one point like break his fingers off in a vice, which he did but didn't. And then two minutes later, it's an armbar, and they're like doing grappling. It's like no. No, it's now a street fight. It's no holds barred, all that. When you said that it was the longest match on the card, which I was just fucking shit. It clocked in a minute over Kofi and Daniel Bryan, which is an absolute joke. My God. Um, but let's just jump to the main event. So, being there at this point. We already talked about Kofi, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's, it really should have just. If they just said we are canceling the rest of WrestleMania, <laughs> cool. I'm good. See you Monday. I understand, Kurt. Too bad you didn't get that final match. It was meh, anyways. By the way, almost killed himself again. There, whenever Kurt Angle's involved with a match at WrestleMania yeah, that has dies. a flip, it was either Brock Lesnar almost died. He almost missed that freaking moonsault. It almost hit his face. No, he, I thought he got it pretty clean. No? If you watch that thing again, his head almost hit. Yeah. It wasn't There's like a, lot a of top heavy. Well, yeah. And he, you know, Baron Corbin gets the win. Which over was him. great. And then they took all of his heat. We'll get to Lars. Yeah, we'll, make, we'll get to that in a minute. And then we'll play our little game here. But you had Finn Balor as the demon winning. Cool entrance. It was cool to see the demon. Don't need it. Okay. We're, we're moving on from him. Yeah. So the match I didn't see, Bill. Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. I'll never see it. I didn't see it that <laughs> I night. Was... I have no reason to rewatch it. Was, we were saying earlier, Elias. Oh, tough spot, man. You want to see Elias? I'd rather be Elias than Drew McIntyre. I'd rather be Elias than Roman Reigns right now. And that's a good one. By the way, best sign of the whole entire weekend. Thanks for asking again. They did the signs thing like during Raw. There was a, is it too soon to boo Roman sign? That's pretty good. Crowd was going nuts for that. Yeah. That's funny. Like, that I mean, is actually I will funny. never boo Roman. I love him with all my heart and soul. But <laughs> right now, he's just cold. As I said, I boo the character. I don't boo the people. And his character still sucks. He's done nothing to make me feel anything different for him. This match should have not been on the card. It's actually kind of an embarrassment. It really was. Like, especially the match placement. Like, what are we doing? At one point, I started to convince myself that it's going to be the main event again just to put Roman Reigns in the main oh event. Oh, my God. That would have been great. That would have been fucking awesome. Imagine they just... They, honestly, if they were to do that and I could have left a half an hour early, they, they should have. I would have really appreciated that. So Becky, Ro Charlotte, Ronda, I thought the match was outstanding, personally. Rewatching it, being there, 
It's just when you're five hours deep. I haven't rewatched it yet. I probably will. You should. But it, I was exhausted yes. during it because I was just screaming. It's one. It's twelve oh one. It's twelve oh one. I will say the Charlotte entrance was awesome. No, it wasn't. Oh, I liked it. I liked the callback to no, Ric Flair, too Great American. Fucking long. It did. Fucking, it, 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 when it they kept flashing like ten, eleven, fifty, and, and I'm not convinced it was live. Because we're there. There's no way it was fucking live. Well, because she could have landed, landed and then walked in the arena. She was no, she didn't come out till not second. a chance. Well, no way. The only reason I don't think it was live also is because I'm watching. Because you could have heard a fucking helicopter. Yeah. Well, there was helicopters up there, but I kept looking up and be like, "Where is it?" And I thought it too. And I heard Bully Ray say this on on uh, Bust Open Radio. I thought she was landing it like on top of the ring. That would have been awesome. Now that I know it would have been cool. There's no way that that was taped like. Two days before me. It had to be, because also when I looked back and I watched again, there was no cars in the parking lot. There was nothing. It was an empty fucking area. It was so stupid. I was like, what the See, fuck I didn't are mind we doing? It. I like the cool if entrance. If it was real, it would have been great. If she had still real to me, damn it. Oh. So she comes out. I thought the Joan Jett performance with Ron oh, was I cool. Hate live but I feel bad. Terrible. I feel bad because it happened again at midnight. No, what rock star doesn't play all day and just pops on at midnight? And I thought this is another thing. Those women did the best match they could for many reasons. But imagine waiting all day. How hyped you are. It's the first ever main event. And this shit's not going on until past midnight. You'd have to take a nap. Like, several naps. Think about your eating process. Like, I know we're getting into a weird side of this, but, like, think about if you were to... The Super Bowl doesn't start till midnight. Are you kidding me? Like, these people have to... Oh, oh, I fucking know, man. They, I was putting a fucking blanket over my head, sleeping right before the fucking entrances. It was terrible. That, it, it, you, I said this I, on Twitter. I went on a little rant on, on, in New York City. But they did such a disservice. This was supposed to be the night you leave. Everybody's talking about the women. We'll get to the botch finish and all that. Yeah, but it was a take botch that, finish. Take that stupid. aside. Nobody saw it. Nobody saw it live. Everybody saw it the next day on social media. This match was supposed to be a marquee moment. If I had a daughter, I was speaking to somebody earlier who has a two-year-old daughter. If I had a two-year-old daughter and I have a wife, well, I would have... two-year-old, probably like a seven-year-old. But I'm going to say two-year-old just for this fact. I would have kept them up to say forever in your life I wanted you were up to watch this. If it was at 10.30. At 12.30 at night, are we joking? Two-year- are you joking? Two-year-olds don't really uh, need to go to bed. Like, no, like, you still got to set up a bedtime bill, you <laughs> maniac. That's why we need all the kids. But the point is... I've been around them long enough to know you can keep a two-year-old up. You know what? Actually, I've been to some um, some El Salvadorian parties, and they kick off at midnight. Yeah. There's been parties I've gone to for little kids that I'm leaving before the kids. But I am 100% on board with your but point about having little kids watch it because it's a family freaking event, 100- and you're trying to get these little girls to be like into it. It's Monday morning, and you're putting it on. You have your morning shows that are about to go on six hours later that are supposed to be talking about this. I mean, they didn't see it. 110% right. I I couldn't agree more. And the thing that you said on the podcast about little girls not being up late and right now is I tweeted it out before you even said it. So we were in lockstep on this like never before because we <laughs> never are. But think about you as a kid, not only watching wrestling, but watching other sporting events where your parents are like, I'll let you stay up till 10 to watch this. It was cool. I talked to another kid who was like, oh, when I was like that I work with now, which was a fucking shock to my system. He's like, yeah, I was shock. In, I was in the fourth grade when I saw Aaron Boone hit that home run. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm fucking old. Yeah, we I were was in, in college. Yeah, because it was 2003. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, we already graduated high school. It's yeah. fucking nuts. But even like you could see like his eyes lit up talking about it. Like, oh, yeah, my parents let me stay up and watch it. That was fucking cool. And that like, was even kind of late. But that, that was, was really late. But the point. But of not the at thing, midnight. It probably was. No, it was in the 11 o'clock hour. Either way, the point is, like, so many people, like, so many parents had to be like, 
you have to go to bed now. It's like, it hasn't even started yet, and it's midnight. They said that at probably 1030. Yeah. This is so dumb. Like, this is the one thing, and I, I know I'm, I'm, I try to be positive about this because there's always positive spins and negative spins to everything. I try to think on the positive side, but this was absurd. So we're there. I'm there live. I'm exhausted. The crowd, if you listen to that crowd, they did their damnedest. Like, the crowd wanted to be into it. It's just so much power you have left in your body yeah. after Four I straight was relaxing days on a couch, like chilling, and I couldn't even get like up. Like you probably well. were sleepy. You probably were looking on your cell phone at some point, like because you just had to do yeah. the things that keep you awake. When you're there, man, I'm telling you, this was so dumb. Like going back to it, like there was no way. So basically, kids in the United Kingdom could have woken up at five in the morning and saw the main event. It doesn't make sense. Like who are they thinking this was good for? Aside from their selfish pockets to say, oh, more people are watching the longer because I know the way the network works now. The longer they watch, the better. That's quality dumb. over content is the problem because no quality over yeah. quantity is what everybody yeah. preaches. But it only lasts for about five seconds anywhere I've ever been. And then like we're just going to put out as much content as possible when you, you can see how it works well in every area of every business, including wrestling. The less you give, the more somebody wants to see. If you give so much, like it's tough to watch this wrestling every week. And then you add a seven hour, seven and a half hour event on top of the watch. And for the people there, it's just like, you are not putting in, and the JC at the Job Knocker talked about it. Like, I, I don't care how long it is, but I bet you even him, I haven't listened to the podcast. No, there's no, you can't say There's no care. way you can't say you could have cut legitimately two to three hours from the show and been fine. Absolutely. Not everybody can make it on the main card. So, let me they say this. Can't. This generation, everyone always says, everyone gets a participation trophy. That's stupid. I'm a big fan of participation trophies. Oh, no. Judge me all you want. But not when it comes to something like this. WrestleMania is not a participation. It's a, it's it's a the Super Bowl. It's a, exactly. Two teams make it. And guess what? Your best of the best, the best matches, the best stories. Like, I'm a Zack Ryder guy. Love him. That match should have never even been nope. on the pre-show. It doesn't make sense. Don't throw things out there. Because guess what? When people want to watch back, the best part about WrestleMania, it's usually a like a snapshot of that year. So you, if you were just to say 15 years from now, say, oh, let me go back to what was it like in 2019. And you pop on and see Zack Ryder versus The Revival with Kurt Hawkins and be like, why is this match happening? There's no story. There, was no re- there wasn't even a competitive thing. It's just, ah, eh, we wanted to give these guys a rub. The best no, the best, enough. sir, with honors. That's it. That's it. And Becky Lynch, awesome. Congratulations on the win. The ends justifies me or whatever. You can, we can have a whole other podcast about this storyline another time. But it was great, but she deserved better. Her entrance, I mean, her exit, watching it back on the network, it was like, Becky Lynch wins. Quick couple highlights. Her holding up the titles. We're off the air. I'm in the goddamn arena. I'm like, oh, she must be going up to the top of the ramp nope. to do something. Nothing. You didn't even see anything. We watched it. Yeah, she did it. She celebrated. Great for her. Awesome. But man, that's so poorly executed by WWE. Like, so poorly done. Get the Roman Reigns match off the card. Just put Triple H earlier. No, just get a bunch of your card. time back. Like, the fact that you started your night with a 10 minute total, but a two minute match for a championship, budget your time. Budget your time. There's no reason. 12.30 at night, these people should be leaving an arena. It doesn't make any sense. Like, seven and a half, I'm going to lose my mind. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I this is, there's this a is lot crazy. of frustration that I've had over the last few days. This continues to go in my head. I'm like, you're trying to... Th- this isn't Roman Reigns Triple H. This isn't Undertaker's final match, which also be a travesty. Last year, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. This was your moment to show that the women are just as good and nobody saw it. 
and nobody saw it. And the story coming out of it is, oh, it took too late, or there was a botched finish. Like these things, guess what? I'm. This may sound crazy and completely conspiracy theory. Maybe there isn't a botched finish if people aren't all you know getting hyped up and having to go up and down in their adrenaline for 16 hours because they're probably up to impress at goddamn six in the morning. Like it's ridiculous. It was so bad for them to do it that way, and and they completely crushed their fan base. Like you hurt your fan base. It won't hurt you in the pockets. Nobody cares what I'm ranting about you're right now. You're insulting your fans' intelligence. It. You're you're asking for too much of their time. You're asking for way too much of their time. And it's not like this. It's not like a podcast where you can take it with it. Yeah, with pause. Come back and later. Listen to it at your. Don't leisure. listen. Just play it for two seconds. We still get the credit. That's all I care about. <laughs> this guy's damn it. Up. I'm pissed. It really doesn't bother me because this is what I love. Yeah. When I love football too. I love basketball. Guess what? The Super Bowl doesn't start at nine and end at one. Super Bowl starts at six p.m. So they budget four hours and they're done by ten. So you're basically, if you're a football fan, you know you watch pregame, postgame coverage throughout. And the guess week. what? That shit starts at eight o'clock in the morning. WWE, you're your own network. Start the kickoff show at twelve. But it doesn't you, matter if you want to invest fully in a football team. All you need is nineteen weeks if they won the Super Bowl, and basically three and a half hours every Sunday. That's all you need. You know what WWE is asking of you? Way, way, way more than that. And they're asking for five hours a week plus probably four once a month. That's crazy. I just, I don't know. This has turned into a completely different type of podcast than what I think we expected. We're talking a lot more recap than we <laughs> thought, but it's fine. And I'll just say that, again... I'm currently in a position where wrestling is like my favorite thing. It's still one of my favorite things. It's my favorite show. I love watching it. But I can't see if they continue with these long things and there's all these rumors about SmackDown being three hours. Put a bullet in between my goddamn head because you're going to lose me because I'm I'm a paying customer. I'm someone that paid thousands of dollars to go to this. And that's going to be in consideration. They're not respecting your time. No. And not just me. Like, I'm fine. I'm okay. But how about these families? I was at WrestleMania. There's families. I saw kids there. It's like, what are you doing? Have you talked to a parent and told, like, even like with my sister, even when I bring my niece or nephew to a movie that's two hours. That is way too long for like a seven-year-old's attention span. This is triple that. We brought, my my wife and I brought two of my nephews and one of my nieces. I got like a thousand nephews and nieces and they're all in the same family. So we brought them to see Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit's maybe 90 minutes long. Great little fun tale. Good little movie for the kids. I'll tell you right now, if you don't like Peter Rabbit, I don't like you. (laughs) The movie's great. But one of my nieces at the time was probably... Four, three, three and a half. And oh, that's like too young. She's to getting antsy at some point, so you have to keep her with candy. You have to give her popcorn. 90 minutes in a movie theater. 90 minutes into WrestleMania, the show didn't even start yet. Yeah. Like, are we serious? Like, are we serious? Like, you're, you're, oh, family product, we're family friendly, all this great stuff. Make a wish. All right, here's my wish. <laughs> three and a half hours, four hours maximum for your WrestleMania. You get every month Including you have four hours. But think about this: we have every freaking month we can now have four hours. So those weeks of those events, your four hours, three hours, two hours. See, and you wonder why your ratings are going down because people can't swallow it. And I'm telling you right now, two years from now, if my life is different, if I have a family, who knows? I will not be able to be able to give you all that time, WWE. I just won't. And you're going to keep banking on all these people that are, you know, so, you know, younger or should I say single and, you know, don't have a ton of other stuff in their life, whatever it is. But like this isn't going to last for those people either. It's just not. 
It, and this is it's a joke. It really is. It's such a you said it. They disrespect they us. saturated the market. They're insulting their fans' intelligence and it's just too long. Like I subscribe to the theory of like if it's good it can be long, but like there I also subscribe to no. the theory that less is more and you leave them wanting. Avengers Endgame, which has already sold the most tickets in the history of pre-sale, it's already like better than a thousand movies before it, just on pre-sale tickets, is gonna be three hours and ten minutes, and it's getting ripped. By critics, like oh, that's way critics too long. Always rip. But you know, my point movies. is though, like, but you're allowing at the same point a live event to be seven and a half hours. And I know, obviously, Avengers Endgame is a multi-gajillion Marvel. All that is a much bigger thing than WWE. And but worldwide, you can have the debate. But my point is, like, what are you thinking? Like, I'm. We need this thing to get bashed to the ground, and not because it's a bad product. It's just overdone, way too much. Like we, it's both though. It is a bad product. Like we can, you can pick easy holes that are like, why on earth? Where they have Alexa Bliss squash one of their former yeah. women's champions in two minutes. Why would you take the heat from Baron Corbin on Monday night in two seconds by having Kurt Angle beat him and then Lars Sullivan beat the shit out of him? It doesn't make any sense. They Why would you have two decision. champions say we're going to put a title for title the and then a night. tag team that has nothing to do with the Raw product come out and then them just say, yeah, we'll pick this up another you time. You who did put a title on the line that was the best part of the fucking two nights of SmackDown and Raw? Was the Iconics because it was part of their gimmick. They yeah, faced it, it nobody. The story. It was fucking beautiful. That's I just, storytelling one on one. I just want to say one thing about Seth Rollins. Maybe we'll do this quick game thing and then get the hell out of here. I want everyone <laughs> away from me. I need to go to bed. No, the point is that, uh, well, one thing I want to say was Seth Rollins cut the promo. So you've talked about you think Seth Rollins is overrated. I'm a Seth Rollins fan, but on Monday was the reason why. He came out to start that Monday night. I love the Beast Slayer like logo and look. It's going to only last so long. But when he came out, you finally saw what he believed what he was saying. He's come out some of these past few weeks and been like, all right, like, I want to be the guy that brings down the beast. It's very, like, here's what they told me to say. Mm-hmm. This is the one time in front of a real hot crowd, he's the champion again, back to a position where he got really early in his career, which maybe can kind of hurt people a little bit. But he felt everything he said. When he was saying, it's back here on run, they're like, you deserve it. He's like, no, we deserve it. We did that. It was, you could hear it in his voice. It was like, a lot better than genuine, he's been in a long time. Yeah, it's genuine passion that why he is a wrestler why he loves what he does why he probably loves the position he's in and then later in the night he's in the Kofi Kingston match and it gets broken up by the bar for some reason and then he does that whole like hey man like let's pick this up another time let's nope. beat up those guys that's Hand house crap. show promo that's suffering succotash that's it really, Jack and the giant beans it's like what are you doing was. how about Seth in reality did you so you, basically what Seth Rollins said is I don't think I can beat you that's yeah. what it sounded like but they don't even follow up. It was just bizarre. But let's look at this. So next week, Superstar Shakeup. We're, I, we've been all over the map. We appreciate you listening. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, so we're gonna you're gonna hit random on a on a on a superstar. Yep. Man, one woman, child. The children were sleeping during the main event, so they don't know what's going on. And we're gonna say what brand we want them to go to, and, and what we want them to do with their character. All right. So give it a spin from this page. Oh, that's Ooh. actually pretty good. Is that who we got? We got uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. So do you think these vignettes that we're seeing with the vulture in the box is a Bray Wyatt? It's got to be. It's he, Everything spooky is Bray Wyatt. So what do you want to do? We'll start with you. What do you want? What here? do I want to do with Bray Wyatt? I would love for him. I mean, Luke Harper came back. Daniel Bryan's with uh, Rowan. Rowan. So maybe give him sanity. Ooh. Okay, you said this before. You like give him a faction, maybe even bring up some NXT guys who aren't doing anything, just put him in it and build him up like the fucking mega heel he should be. He is legit stud in the ring for a big guy. Yeah. Some people don't like his finisher. I fucking love his finisher. Oh, is this Rabigail? Yeah. Little smooch. It's great. 
and just build him to be somebody's heel. He would be fine for Kofi. That is a perfectly tailor-made story for him to come out. Don't cut those 25-minute promos. Cut like a four-minute promo. Do some backstage stuff. Do something yeah, in the yard. Yeah, man. I see you. Uh, you got the whole world in your hands. Doc right? Meat finally getting over. Let's just say something like that. But like stuff. Because he can pull it off. Yeah. Something like that with Bray Wyatt, I would absolutely love. Because he was the reason I got back into wrestling. Because we went to that Survivor Series, which is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. 2011. But I saw this dude and I was like, this is pretty fucking cool. He's got a 12. cool gimmick. He sat there in like a rocking chair. And I was like, this is interesting. And he can do that. He, he's been gone long enough where there is somewhat of an appetite for him. So I looked at the scripts and spoilers. He's going to come out in polka dots and be, and he's going to. It's, it's not going to be Mr. Sacco. It's going to be Mr. Vulture, and he's gonna, that's going to be his new finisher. He's going like to have it. that little vulture thing and come out and go. Nah. No. What I would want to happen is Bray Wyatt reinforces a Wyatt family on both brands. It's completely random. And so when he randomly shows up and he's spooky Bray Wyatt, not spooky like the stupid time with like the hologram, but like when he just lights go out, he shows up, he's going to invest in more of a family. He's going to try to take over for all brands. So I want to see him on NXT. Sure. I want to see him on Raw. I want to see him on SmackDown. Occasionally, maybe in NXT UK. I want to have a character like his to be able to go to all brands and have different people. They don't have to be a tag team, but just they're all with under in under his guidance. So he can cut promos for guys that can't cut promos. Maybe a Lars Sullivan. Maybe you know Luke Harper upon his return. Maybe even Braun Strowman when when they try to figure out where they're going to go with him. Maybe Sanity. Like just having these people in all different brands being part of the overarching cult of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I'll take that. Anything like that. All right, now we'll go to SmackDown, the current superstars, Big Show's on there. We're going to do Big Show? (laughs) No, no, no. I haven't spun it yet, but that's the first thing that came up. Give it a spin. So, and it's spinning, and it landed on. All right, you had your pick of R-Truth, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio. There you go. Uh, I'll go go Randy Orton. Randy Orton drafted to Raw. And I'm going to call it the return of the great Randy Orton. He's been doing really great on SmackDown because you know what? You don't see him every week, and I like that. I want him to do kind of where he's been doing with just some newer guys, going after the legends because he is like one of – he's becoming maybe one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in some cases. Oh, People yeah, he's can like make a, what, 13-time champion? Yeah, he's up there, and I want him to basically go over to Raw – and make it like the Randy Orton show in a sense. I want him to like interrupt people at all. Like do something good with Randy Orton that people will sink their teeth into. What he did with Jeff Hardy was great. What he's done with AJ Styles, I think they really pulled off well. I want more of that with different guys being on Raw. There's a bigger spotlight on you. There just is. And he can become a bigger deal. So I want to see him like going after some of the veterans and just trying to wipe them out. See, I want him to go after Finn Balor. Ooh. Give me Randy Orton. Demon for you, Viper. Yes. Ooh, I, that's a good call. Um, Mine was so crappy already. I just I was pulling on masks. Well, but that's a really I think good... it's easier to go second because I had time to think about that's it. That's fine. And I was like, who would he mesh well with? And then I looked at the Raw Superstars and I was like, ah, Finn Balor. Nice, you're cheating all But all yes, 100%. I'll totally. I, I fucking looked at the list. But tell me that doesn't make a ton of sense. Right now, it I want to I like, right now want to see that match. It goes to his uh, hate killing the people that you've. Love. Feel so fond yeah. about. Have him Ooh, fucking beat the demon. versus Randy Orton, like, as the demon. Because like, that's a guy you need, the demon, to beat. You know what I mean? You don't yes. need the demon to beat fucking Bobby Lashley, who you routinely beat anyways. It That, that was infuriating, but that's a way to elevate him way up, Balor yeah. way up. Make that title mean something. Randy Orton can say, like, he... 
this is the thing. This is about taking that small thing and making it great. It's like when John Cena had the universe, uh, the U.S. Championship. He made that the most must-see. Like, you just take whatever you have, and you're like, okay, top that. I don't care if this isn't the main belt. I'm making the main belt because I'm the man. Randy Orton can get in a feud with Finn Balor and make that the best thing in wrestling, just like The Miz does with everything he does. And that's the thing about The Miz's advice and why Elias probably said, anybody else said this? I wouldn't believe it. But you see The Miz... Everything he's in, he figures out a way to get it over. I thought he would be the worst babyface ever. I like him as so a So far, he's doing all right. I don't like that he likes being a babyface, but that's okay. No, I don't think he likes being no, a babyface either. He said it. The same interview I saw. There's been so many interviews. He, like, loves it. He likes being liked. Oh, who doesn't? I know. But that's... Anyways. Wait, you know what I was saying. Like, just give him to Randy Orton and you can elevate him. Right. Seriously elevate him. Let's get another one. Let's get another one. One more? Alright. Or maybe two more. I like this. Alright, here we go. Uh, and it's calming me down after my rant earlier. Like, I'm my heart. Raw. Ooh. <laughs> Is he gonna be there? <laughs> Which one? Dolph Ziggler? <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Okay, so here's my thing with Dolph Ziggler. I think there's a tailor-made story here and I was thinking about this the other day. If he were to return, if we're gonna use him, you put him wherever Kofi goes and I think he's, I know like everybody, Dolph Ziggler's always been that guy, but I think he'd be a perfect case and he could even be a baby face. But he basically says, 11 years, that's great, Kofi. Like, goes into this thing where it's like, I've been doing this just as long as you have. And I, you know, I once had the taste of what you had. And it was taken away from me. I want what you have. And I'm going to take it away from you. Like, you could make it either competitive babyface or heel. But I want him directly going after the championship upon his return. And I think him and Kofi would be great. I say you trade him for an NXT superstar and you tell him you think you're so good you think you deserve this moment. If you can't go down there and you can't be champ in the minor leagues, you don't Minor leagues, but they don't call them minor leagues. But you know what I mean. Yeah, but I, in NXT, like, ooh, imagine him and Gargano. Yeah. Ooh, look, you're much better than I am. You're going to go first next. <laughs> I like that. All right. Uh, all right, one more. Here we go. On SmackDown, we got... Let's see. Uh, we already got that spin, spin again, spin again, spin again. Jesus. I think I just, saw Corey, I think I just saw Corey Graves. <laughs> um, Jesus, SmackDown does not have a lot of superstars. All right, let's uh, book. Gee, they don't have anyone. Is there NXT on here? What are we doing NXT guy? All right, NXT, uh, 205 Live. No. NXT UK, all. Jesus Christ. Go to all and just see what happens. Uh, NXT. All right, let's see. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, we can't. I say it was Cassius Hono. We're just going to pass. <laughs> Percy Watson. Oh, oh no, no. Here we go. Here go. Pete Dunn. You're starting. Pete Dunn. What would I do with Pete Dunn on the main roster? What would I do? Pete Dunn, the bruiser, the UK guy. I'm stalling here. Uh, I would bring him to SmackDown. Okay. I would make him a heel. And I would have him face. I don't know. This is tough to go for the. So, first I could see him with Samoa Joe. I'll give you that one. Even Samoa if he's not Joe? a whole, they could like those hard hitting. Even though I kind of like where they're going with Braun and Joe, but I think that could be interesting. Like just those hard hitting guys, because he just proved again. Uh, you could put him in guys. You know. Here, here we go. Here's a feud. Right. You get him with Andrade. Oof. Clash of styles. You want like you? You'd probably have to make him a baby face in that point, or you could put him with Mustafa Ali. They might have some chemistry. Yeah, to me, I bring him in, and he is immediately going to be what Neville was after WrestleMania 31. That every week you want to know who he's going to face because he's like a must see. You need the WWE to get WWE Kurt Angle over here needs to get back to the point hey. where there's guys that it's like I want to see their match. I kind of like what Andrade has become a little bit. Oh my like when you know he's going to fight, like oh I want to see his match. So for me, that's what WWE is lacking right now. Like, there's not... Like, Cesaro for a while was like that. You know what? Give me the jobber build. 
How about that? Oh, like he comes out and just wipes out guys? Builds just, up Jabba's until he fine. gets to a point where he can face... What's the middle card? Who who has the U.S. title? Right now it's Mojo. All right, there you so go. So I've already said, like, I want to just see him, like, against, like, the other working class wrestlers on the cards. I want to see him against guys from, what do you want to call it, in No Way Jose, if you think he has it, or this, whatever they're doing with Mojo Raleigh. Now, it sounds dumb right now, but if you were to do it where, like, Pete Dunne's coming out and he beats the crap out of people. They're like, that's the thing that WWE, they don't let them do on the main roster. Yeah. Like, he's vicious in the ring and he takes a beating. Like, you don't get that anymore. There's no mankinds on the roster. He reminds me a lot of Mick Foley in the sense that he, not the, his body goes everywhere, he but has he just lets the same kind. Maybe it's the smaller guys that, like, you, they need to be that kind of personality, but he has that almost Johnny Gargano, like, oh, I want to pay attention to this guy. Yeah, and I think one thing we didn't talk about, and I just want to get mentioned here before we wrap up. So next week is the Superstar Shakeup. But what happened to the Superstar Shakeup? Two weeks ago, there was an ad. It was called the International Superstar Shakeup, including NXT and NXT UK. Now it's just run on SmackDown again. I think it takes all of the what again, and this could even be a wrap up from Raw after Mania. It takes all the what is about to. Like, I don't know what's next. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, when and you it takes it away. To, you know when you don't have to shake up rosters. When they're all one roster. Like, well, I get the, the NXT call-up stuff, but they've already figured out we don't have enough women. We don't. Yeah, or just using your people more. Like, my big thing going into this Raw after Mania, I remember talking to my wife as we were going. She's like, oh, who do you think will be there? And I said, I don't want to see a bunch of debuts. I don't. I want to see returns and repackaging. Repackaging is more important to me than a debut of a new guy. Because, because if you to- bring up somebody, that means you're... That's Somebody that, else's spot is gone. Yeah, that guy who's been sitting on the bench not doing anything is still not sitting on the but, bench doing anything. So, like, with this Mojo Raleigh stuff that they keep showing in the mirror, like, I'm actually... Int- I like long promo stuff. So, to me, like, Lacey Evans is oh, yeah. perfect. So, we, for the last three months... She's only been in the Royal Rumble and did a bad nip-up, uh, but... Or nip out, if you would like. But she, it, we have not seen any action from her. So finally, when Becky Lynch does it, and it was it's interesting. You didn't think it was going to be that. And she turns and she clocks her in the face. And she, again, on SmackDown, there was an altercation. It's like, that's good storytelling to me. Because like It's the a whole burner time, feud to get to a rematch with one of the two yeah. women who was in that match. Which I'm totally cool with. And it's you probably, those and it's a good spot for someone like her to come out for. Like, the Raw after WrestleMania, there's always like some sort of pivoting story. This was this one. Like, mm-hmm. Ryback turning uh, after WrestleMania 29. Like, he was this big good guy, finally turned heel. Like, there's sometimes those, like, elements that it's it's just repackaging people, and I like that. I, I want to see—I'm excited to see what comes out of Mojo Raleigh. Yes, I'm excited in Mojo Raleigh in the same sentence. I'm interested I'm, in what this Bray Wyatt thing may be. It's, it looks terrible, but at least they're doing something where it's not just like, there he is. Like, Sami Zayn returning in the beginning, I was like, that's it. We're just going to have him see back. in hell. And then he cuts those scathing promo. And I love when the crowd cheers when they're being made fun of. Like, they think that they're like, this is great. But it's like, that really is. A, that's what we do. We are with Sami Zayn. You you talk, you criticize, and you think you matter. And you don't. He was great. It was awesome. He cuts a good promo. The problem with, it's tough to be a good guy. Because he's, he's, he's actually guy. one of the very good faces that they have. I agree, and I'm kind of upset that he's not going to be a face again. But he is a really good heel, too, because that promo was great, and one of my buddies said he looks like Louis C.K. now. He He still does have the abs, though. Like, they're just there. Yeah, it's like flab abs. No, they're just like the... No, they're not defined. They're not like... He was in the ring with Finn Balor, like... Well, I mean, come on, like, (laughs) fucking... He's like a fucking cut piece of meat, that guy. (laughs) No fat. Yeah, just... He's fucking ridiculous, but like he still he looked fine. Yeah, no, I think he. And I love his ring. Like he is an he is a bigger guy 
who when you watch is like this guy is giving it to me right now. He's give he's X gonna give it to you. Yeah, there's two all guys. personality, all charisma. Yeah, and he's just yeah he engulfs you in yeah. like if you're watching Kevin you know. Owens, another guy, and that the Kevin mm-hmm. Owens, the Randy Orton's uh, RKO, RKO and then the Kevin Owens just Stunner. make just make Kevin Owens a fucking bet. You have so much talent. It's crazy that it really is. It shows how much talent they have that Kevin Owens wasn't even on WrestleMania. Not even the pre-show. And this, there was no KO four. Fine, I'm fine. With that. I, I am, but at the same time, it's like the why? Like why has he been back? Why? Didn't, I, maybe he didn't want to be in the battle royal. That honestly is my guess. That he just said, "Please don't put me in there." And that's fine too. Yeah. Like that was made, embarrassing, by the way. The battle royal this year, like the women's one was fun, like to watch. Oh yeah, it was good. The I like men's one was one. really like rough. You can't. Uh, and I'm on board with having a male and female battle royal. Like, like separate? No, co. Yeah. Have some fun. Put them all together. Try it. Yeah, I don't give a shit. And Carmella could still win. Yeah, that'd be fine. That was a weird uh, finish. I thought it was funny. The crowd for that one, obviously everyone wanted Oscar. I was really pulling for and I almost thought I was going to get my Sonya Deville win. Yes. By the way, that'd be cool. Another really good good sign again. Like we had the first black WWE champion or African-American born. And you also had Sonya Deville in the ring with a gay flag in her pocket. That was cool. That is awesome. Like, there are so many things, like, little things like that that aren't going to be talked about from, like, the bigger standpoint. But, like, that is, like, breaking. Like, that is, like, groundbreaking stuff that you never would see 10, 15 years ago. Not that they were against gay or or black or anything, but you just weren't seeing it. And now, like, what a night. Like, wrestling really, like, I know I wanted this little tirade a little while ago, but it was a great weekend for all of wrestling. Like, just to come together like that, like, so many great things happen for, you know, all, all, you know, fans and stuff. It's just the length of time is too much. Too much of anything is bad, and that was way too much of wrestling. Way too much. So this was, I was telling somebody the amount of wrestling I have had to consume since Friday, including like it literally was every day until now. Like yeah, it was eighteen, it was Friday was fifteen NXT, hours. Fifteen hours. Saturday was the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Then eighteen hours. Sunday was WrestleMania. Then Raw. Then SmackDown. Then I do this podcast and yeah, I listen to like two other wrestling and podcasts. And NXT, you, you, well, actually, you probably skipped this week, so I saw all the matches. Nothing great. Jesus fucking Christ. That's insanity. That, they're asking too much, and the reward sometimes is nothing because they don't tell good stories 90% of the time right yeah, now. It's just, 90% of the time. It's, it's, it's Think about it. There were two, maybe one great storyline going to WrestleMania, two-ish if you count the women, out of 16 matches. I can't do math, but I know that's not a good percentage. Yeah, it's really bad. It's like in the tens, yeah. in the teens. It's two, two out of sixteen. Then what's the percentage? Oh, I'm I think we're math. idiots because it's like no, it's like one out of eight. <laughs> well, one out of eight is still what's that percentage though? Mm-hmm. One out of ten is ten percent, so it's higher than that. So seventeen. I'm gonna get seventeen percent. This is this is a good listen, by the way. Yeah. I'm gonna give you another character that we could fantasy book in the meantime. Cassius. Oh no, no, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I had to get oh, going. Anyway. Oh, all right. On that note. <laughs> It's better than last. The two podcasts ago, I re-listened to our WrestleMania main events, which was a lot of good feedback on. Thank you guys so much for the feedback. Really? I was sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. I'm listening <laughs> to the beginning and you're like, dude, I'm exhausted. I'm like, what? A, like, it's funny when you're like the performer of a podcast, how like you have to bring the energy. You know, I produce live radio every day and like I try to tell them like we always, well, I don't know say it. Like we need to have energy. And it's funny when like you're like at one point like, dude, I'm exhausted. I just can't wait to, to start a two-part Main event, and then at one point you're like, I forgot Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle is a main event. It's I like honestly the, had no idea. I'm like, what are we doing here? This is like, it's. I'm like, gonna be authentic though. If I don't know something, I'm gonna fucking tell you because we'll I had research no that one. Book. I was, I tried. You I tried was, watching 35. I did. <laughs> was it easy? No. All right. 
It was kind of fun, though. It was a good yeah, experience. it was fun. But you were over here forgetting one of the best main events that there was. You go, oh, I thought this was something else. I did, and I was like, I saw this one recently. <laughs> two, there's two star ratings in there you know, that we I've could replay. I've watched WrestleMania 19 the most out of probably I know, it's one of your best men at matches with Michaels and, oh, and Sean. I just never make... I was like, oh, I've seen that. I must have seen this one. Vince versus Hogan, all this stuff. And you're like, great. oh, yeah. I go, what? I don't remember. So you go, wait, that was the main event? I think I figured it out. I think I need to save. Like, I, I have a coffee in the morning. Then, like, if I do this podcast, I'll have... Three Red Bulls. Yeah, you came in all guns up. Yeah. I should have just hit record as soon as you walked in. Yeah, I saved two of the Red Bulls right before I came here. I think that helped. What about I'm the food? Them. You ate, we ate before. And the we party. ate too. Did yeah, that help like, or not? Okay. That no, that was great. That okay. helped. I think. I, I think I've been okay. No, this is a great podcast performance. But yes, we do got to wrap it up here. The WrestleMania is a lot. We try to break it all down. I think next week we, we have a couple topics we know we're going to talk about. We're going to do top ten uh, tag teams in wrestling history. Oh, yeah. We're going to do uh, best and worst moments of Kurt Angle's career now that it's officially over. And I think Can one we already of- do that. <laughs> We're, we'll have a couple <laughs> others. Maybe we'll do a Q&A. We have some uh, plans coming up for the podcast. And then sooner or later, we're going to be getting the money in the bank. That's Ooh. not too far away. Shorty, what you drank. I actually made my Ooh. top 10 tag teams list today. Oh, really? Yeah, because I want to do a lot of stuff on this, and I'm going to make a video telling you why. It's a difficult question to answer. Who's the best tag team of all time? No, it's not. It's the Usos. Well, we'll find out. No, it's not. Oh, I, we didn't even... This is a podcast. I'm going to put out a poll, and the question is going to be, who's the greatest tag team of all time? The Usos, the Usos, the Usos, the Usos. It's like the diamond thing. So you're going to put all four of the Usos? You're yeah. not going to actually look for... Or like, no, what I don't about give a shit. They are the fucking best tag team that has ever been in the WWE. What about I'll wrestling? To you. In wrestling? Yeah, definitely. I don't give a fuck about any other brands or fucking the fucking Rock and Roll Express. Who the fuck cares? They're pretty the, good. The Young Bucks? Who knows? Nobody's seen them. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Boy, all right. Fuck them. All right, on that note, listen, that is at, that is Billy D at Billy D2411. Follow him because you're going to get a, a Uso's poll, I guess, in a video that uh, we're going to put out. Um, and then you can also, um, you know, make sure, yeah, just give Billy a follow. He does a lot of creative good stuff. Um, Thanks. Especially at some of his other ventures that we don't speak about on this podcast. And then uh, oh. you can follow me at Jason D. Rossi. A lot more content to come here. We'll have some fun. We'll get you guys involved. Just was a therapy session about WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment. Please, any reviews, five stars, greatly appreciate a six stone. Bill, last question. WrestleMania, how many stones? Uh, three. I gave it a four and a half, and my wife, I think, said like three, but then she always says she messes up her stone by half. Three and a half, yeah. Yeah, what are you doing? You pick a stone and you hang it in there. You went four and a half? Yeah, it was a good WrestleMania. It was. It was just long. Take, you have to sometimes, when I look at like the the length, it hurt nope. you that much. Nope, yep. The match quality was really That's good. That's what she said, but... Um, yeah, no, it was way, like, I've never been, I can't give an event that I would, I can't give anything more than, like, three, where at one point I was, like, putting a blanket over my head, just end the match. But you gave... For the Triple H one. But you gave, um, uh, Hulk Hogan and, uh, uh, King Kong... <laughs> that was a mistake. That was a mistake. It was supposed to be two points. Almost, almost, almost a perfect score for King Kong Bunny and Hulk Hogan. But by the way, still not a bad match. It was fine. Um, if you were to pick, if you were to tell somebody what's the best match to watch on WrestleMania this week? Velveteen Dream versus, uh... Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Yeah, it's, it's the match Sunny of the weekend. Plus. Daniel Bryan just and Kofi Kingston actually still might be the better match, but just the way the audience, everything about NXT was great. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Frank says hi. Oh, I missed it. I missed it. <laughs>